Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. There's some powerful, powerful stuff here. Verses 15 and 16. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Let's talk about that for just a second. Jesus was not born into heaven in the way we think of Jesus being born on earth. Track with me for a minute. Jesus Christ, as the firstborn of all creation, means he was first in heaven, and he did not come from a mother in heaven. Once he was incarnate or came to, word, uh, came to the world that we know, he was born unto a woman, Mary, his earthly mother. But Jesus being firstborn means that he's always existed. He's always been there. He was always with his father in heaven. And this is important because Jesus, who is one with the father, and the father and Jesus are one with the Holy Spirit, that's important to us because it shows us, among many other things, that God was in community, and that Jesus Christ made everything we see, know, touch, feel, hear, see, smell. Jesus Christ was with God in the beginning, and everything that is made was made by Jesus. He is one with God the Father. Can we agree on that? Because he was firstborn, Genesis 1 says, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth and light and land and water and sea. And then on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. Jesus Christ was there for all of that. And everything we know, he breathed out for us. Now, if you're into Christian apologetics or scientifically, you you like to um, understand facts and know how things work, There are even Christians who debate the age of the earth and or the number of days that God took to create the earth. That's fine. Let me know when you figure it out. And I will say to you, whether it was one day or a thousand years, and whether, whether he, he did it, you know, we created everything in one 24-hour period. If you figure that out, that's awesome for you. Here's what I would say to you. Whether it was a year, uh, a day, I mean a day or a thousand years, whether it was six literal days or not, doesn't matter. God made it. 
Jesus made it. Now, let's move on to deeper things. Amen? Amen. He was there. He knows. Verse 16, For by Him, Jesus, were all things made, all things created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. Jesus Christ is the center of everything you know, breathe, touch, taste, smell, hear. Everything we do is all about Him. It is not about you. And it is not about me. It is all about the King of Heaven, Jesus Christ. Not only was it made by Him, but it was made for Him. You and I were created for Him. And here's what makes us special. Whether heaven or earth or rulers or authorities or dominions or powers, whatever was made, it was all made to worship Jesus. And here's what makes us so special. Animals, and you guys know I love animals. I cried like a baby when my dog died last year. Animals are uniquely flesh. Do they have spirit? Do they have senses? Do they feel affection? Sure they do. Of course they do. Will my dogs be in heaven with me? Dang straight they will be. I don't care what your theology about that is. But animals are uniquely flesh. The angels... God's creation to worship Him in heaven. The Spirit, the spirits, those who God made for Himself, but who protect us, they are uniquely spirit. Does God give them bodily form from time to time? Sure. But they are uniquely spirit of the spirit world, the heavenly kingdom. You, created in the image of God, have a special, special place in the heart of God because you were made in His image. God the Father, uniquely Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who took on body, He became both body and Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uniquely spirit. You are created in the image of God, both spirit and flesh. You are like none other in all of God's creation. God made you in his image. That means we worship a God who made us like himself Because he favored you. He favored us. And of all the things, all things that were created, you are chiefly special and important and loved by God. 
Wrap your heart and your brain around that for a second. You are loved in a very special way by the creator of the universe. If that doesn't change your mind and your heart and your decisions and your convictions, then I don't know what will. But the creator of the universe made you in his image because he wants to have a love relationship with you, unique to all the rest of creation. (laughs) That's good. All things made by him, for him, through him, You and I live in that world. That's good stuff. A.W. Tozer, theologian, pastor, author, said this, God dwells in his creation and is everywhere indivisibly present in all his works. He is transcendent above all his works, even while he is imminent within them. It's mind-blowing, the heart, the nature, the character of God. He is in heaven. Isaiah 55 says, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our ways. Neither are our thoughts and our ways like his, because he is there and we are here. But Jesus Christ came into the world, born of a virgin, took on flesh, left his rightful place next to his father and came and died on a cross for you and me. Why? So that we could be indivisibly connected with the heart of God. Jesus did everything necessary to make us right with God. That's the gospel. That's the truth. It's the air we breathe. It's the water we drink. It's the light in our life. In fact, John 1, there's another version, right, that says, in the beginning, right, the Word was with God. The Word was God. And then he goes on to say, and the, and the Word became the light of life. Jesus became the light. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The light. He created light. He gave us light. John 1. He gave us light in the form of Jesus. He is our light. He is the creation. All things that we see and know and touch are from heaven. It is from Jesus. He is our light. Genesis 1, John 1 are parallel. All of it is about redeeming us to God. That's good stuff, right? All things made by him and for him. Look at verse 17. And he, Jesus, is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. I'm going to read that again, and I want you to say, hold together really loud with me, all right? In him, all things hold together. He is our bond. He is our hope. He is the stuff that keeps us connected to God. Verse 18, 
And he is the head of the body, the church. He is, here it is again, the beginning of, the firstborn from among the dead, which means he already rose from the dead. Now we're waiting for our turn. When we give our lives to Jesus, we rise from the dead. When Jesus returns, those who are already in the ground will rise from the dead and we will join Jesus forever, in eternity, in heaven, with him. You are unique among all creation that in everything, he might be preeminent. Jesus is the one that holds us together. We are held together by the blood, the life, the light, the way, the truth, the word of God. Jesus Christ is the one that keeps us together. What does it mean to hold together? For us to hold together means... We need unique relationships on this planet that make us more like Jesus. The church doesn't need new programs to discover God. The church doesn't need new, better methods to reach people or to know God. The church doesn't need more lights or more parking spaces or or more money or, or whatever. What the church needs is mighty men and women of prayer to determine it is not about us. It's about Jesus. And we want to get on our knees and beg God for mercy and beg God to come and change people's lives. We need God to heal people from their disease, their sicknesses. We need God to save marriages. We need God to protect our children. The church doesn't need more of the stuff that we utilize. The church needs more men and women of prayer. That's what holds us together. Because Jesus Christ has done his part. The Holy Spirit has done its part. He is with us and for us. He dwells in us and we need more of him. The Holy Spirit doesn't flow through methods or programs or ministries or Bible studies or gatherings. The Holy Spirit flows through people. The Holy Spirit doesn't come on special occasions and good events and beautiful marriage ceremonies and and, and births of babies. The Spirit doesn't come on these great things we love. The Holy Spirit comes on people. We are the carriers. We are the body. We are where the Holy Spirit dwells. 1 Corinthians 6 says, do you not know Your body is the temple for the Spirit of God. You are not your own, verse 20. You have been bought with a price. (laughs) The Holy Spirit wants to fill you 
and use you and unleash you to glorify God and be used for healing and vision and purpose and power to set others free. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell in you, not just the good things we do. (laughs) That's what holds us together. It's the Holy Spirit. He binds us in a unique way that dogs and cats and elephants and zebras don't ever get to understand. You with me? We love animals. Well, some of us. Some of you love cats. Those don't count. But we... (laughs) Don't amen that. Don't amen that. People will leave this church. We... We have a special opportunity together. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call on him and he will come and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Things too excellent for words. Things too beautiful to describe to others. God wants to do something profound, powerful, mercifully beautiful in our world. And we become a barrier by getting so busy. We've gotten in the way by creating bigger, better, newer, nicer. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him. That's what holds us together. We are bound by the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen to that, Ryan? What a precious gift. He goes on, verse 19. He says, For in Him, Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. All the fullness of God dwelled in the person of Jesus Christ. When Jesus came to earth, He came as the warrior king, the rightful heir to the throne of God, stepped out of heaven, came into our filthy, dirty, awkward, weird, uncertain little planet. He stepped into our world to bring the fullness of heaven and God into our lives Why? So that we might get a glimpse, a taste, a peace, a hope of the glory of God. And it changes us. It changes who we are. In just a few minutes, we're going to celebrate baptism. And when we get over to those waters, you're going to hear testimonies, see lives that have been changed by Jesus. And in them, the fullness of God is pleased to dwell. Because they were created in the image of God. And He has made them whole. He has made them new. That water tells a beautiful story of what once was and now is something indescribable and beautiful and overwhelming and powerful, and it's life-changing, it's life-giving, and we need to celebrate that, right? 
In him, Jesus, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Verse 20, and through him, watch this, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. Man, I I grew up loving Jesus. I had parents who taught me to follow God. I had grandparents who loved me and showed me the way of Jesus. It was the most important thing to them. My great-grandfather, when we were just going through my mom's house, some of you, most of you know, my mom died in February, and um, we found all this stuff that's really cool. One of them is a a retirement plaque for my great-grandfather who worked on the mail train between Fort Worth and Galveston, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know. And so he worked the mail train from Galveston to Fort Worth. Well, my grandfather, and I did know this, my grandfather worked on the mail train between Cleburne and Fort Worth. It wasn't his dad. It was my grandmother's dad. (laughs) So my great-grandfather and my grandfather worked for the U.S. Postal Service. Awesome, right? My mom remarried my stepfather, Joe, who worked for the U.S. Post Office for 41 years. Delivered mail by foot in Fort Worth. Pit bull bites, and we, you know, fruitcakes at Christmas, all that, right? They did not pass the legacy of mailman on to me. Not interested. I don't want to work that hard. That's why I'm a pastor. I only work one day a week. It's awesome. Some of you have said that about me, and you're a liar. That's not what they passed along to me. What they passed along to me was the fullness of God in the person of Jesus because they knew it was so critical for them and for their lives. They knew it was crucial for my life as well. In heaven and earth, making peace by the blood of the cross, that's what they fought for on their knees for me all my life. Right? That's what you and I get to do for the people we love. All things held together in Him. We fight for the ones we love. We fight for the ones we love. Doing everything we know to get them from here to there, one step closer to Jesus, all the way from sin to life, to, from, from blindness to sight, from being lost to being found. That's what we do for those that we love. And Ephesians 2.20 says, this is all built on the apostles. All of this that we enjoy and understand built on the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. The church of Jesus Christ built on Jesus. 
not an idea, not a fresh start, not a nice building, not a good piece of property, not a cool experience. Jesus Christ is what we build all of our faith on. In him is what we live for. In him is what we enjoy. It's the water we drink, the air we breathe, the life we live. Outside of Jesus Christ, I'm a sinner. Outside of Jesus Christ, I am nothing. In Christ, I'm an heir to the kingdom of God. Inside of Christ, you are beautiful, righteous, not because you do all the right things, but because Jesus is your righteousness. Outside of Jesus, I am a mess. In Jesus, my life is held together. Outside of Jesus, I have fear, doubt, and insecurity. In Jesus, I have hope in the resurrection of Jesus. Outside of Jesus, we are nothing. But in Jesus, we are special to the creator of the universe. Wrap your heart and your brain around that for a minute. So here's one of the ways we celebrate that. We we baptize, we jump in these waters to tell a story of what God has done for us. Avery, are you back there? Avery has given her life to Jesus and her pawpaw gets to baptize her. Will you lead us? Avery, what is your profession of faith? Jesus Christ. Because you accept him as your Lord and your Savior, I baptize you, my sister, in Christ. You are buried in Christ and risen into newness of life. So good. Sarah, would you come out here first? You can come out with Nova. Nova, come on out. Come on out with mom. All right. All right. You stand right here with me. In fact, why don't you jump right up here, okay? And Sarah. Yeah, it's just water. Just water. Sarah and Nova, mom and daughter, have given their lives to Jesus. And they said, we want to be baptized on the same day together. It's a beautiful testimony, isn't it? Sarah, you've trusted Jesus as your Savior. You believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and you want to share in that story, right? What a beautiful testimony. I I want to encourage you, as you go forward, not with just Nova, but with all of these people, who are here caring for you, loving you, encouraging you to keep walking in Jesus, to trust him. There are days it's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. It's going to get scary. But God is your refuge. And Jesus Christ has made you right with him. And you have nothing to fear. He is your hope.
Amen to that. It's my privilege, my sister, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you hold your nose, you know, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in new life. Nova, do you believe Jesus saved you? Are you going to do your best to walk with him all the rest of your life? We're going to be here for you. We're going to walk with you as well. Church, will you stand alongside these, carry them, hold them, support them, pray for them? Will you be, hang on. (laughs) Baptize yourself. Will you care for them, watch over them, pray for them, come alongside them when they need it? Now, of course you will. Nova, it's my privilege to baptize you, my little sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in new life. What a good day, amen? What a privilege this is. As we prepare to worship, let me just encourage you, remind you, there are gonna be people at these four corners that wanna pray for you, hear your story, lift you up, walk with you, crawl in the foxhole with you where necessary. You are loved. Don't wait. Come to Jesus today. Jesus, I pray that you would fill this place with a mighty, powerful, rushing wind of grace and mercy and forgiveness and healing. Wash us all clean. We need you today. Hold us together. We will worship you in spirit and truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.